First, the headlines. Posh Senior Residence raises over $200,000 to provide staff bonuses. Stranger Stabs Man on Street says, welcome to Uptown. Lincoln Park High School reinstating two of three coaches. No way to sugarcoat it. Fate of local music venues is dire. City brings contact tracing jobs to Northside. Edgewater Man found dead in refrigerator. Get off the bus and get on a bike. Battle rages over Boys Town name. Feds reviewing scores of local gun cases for Operation Legend. Chicago's home sharing regulations may help prevent party problem locations. This is Reno Lovison, executive producer at Chicago Broadcasting Network. We're pleased to continue our alliance with Inside Publications, enabling us to provide summaries of news from their three local newspapers distributed throughout Chicago lakefront communities, including the Inside Booster, News Star, and the Skyline. This is the August 2020 podcast summary. Listeners will have access to the complete stories presented by picking up any of the Inside Publications offered for free at various locations throughout the lakefront communities, or visit InsideOnline.com. Stand by for a quick summary of the news after about 20 seconds of our theme song, Foster Avenue Beach, by Steve Solomon. Now let's take a look at the inside publication news. Chow Bus Incorporated, an Asian food and grocery delivery startup headquartered in Chicago, is delivering fresh food. Originally set up to service restaurants, their grocery orders used to account for only 10% of all of their orders. Now they account for 20%, according to the company's CEO, Len Xin Wen. All Chow Bus grocery orders in the Chicago area are prepared by Chinatown Market, located in Chicago's Chinatown neighborhood. Thomas J. O'Gorman says some of his Wicker Park neighbors have recently made contact to say that if he should need the police for any reason, he should call the Wicker Park Mutual Aid Society. They, not the Chicago police, will respond to any emergency. Pick up the paper to read his entire thoughts on this idea. Don Conover, husband of cabaret queen Denise Tamasello, was lost to cancer. Don was the man who gave us the fragrance of Lemon Pledge and countless other fragrances to sweeten life. After Hours with Rick Kogan begins a new era, Sunday evenings, 7 to 9 p.m. on WGN Radio, 720 a.m. Tune in to Chicago's most erudite citizen. The Board of Education decided to keep in place a controversial $33 million contract with the Chicago Police Department to keep its resource officers in the schools. Inside columnist Felicia Dechter encountered three teachers from Gaudi Technology Academy at Foster and Winthrop who were unanimous about one thing. The $33 million should be used in a lot better ways, such as nurses, social workers, and counselors. Lori Lightfoot has said that she will pretty much leave the decision to the local school councils to make their own decisions on whether or not to have a resource officer. The July 1st edition of Inside Publications included a story that began with nearly 300 sculptures, fountains, and monuments 
the Chicago Park District is steward to a truly world-class collection of public art. But increasingly, those pieces of public art are today being threatened. The story created a flurry of responses and criticisms, which have been printed as letters to the editor over subsequent issues throughout the month. In a related story, with Chicago statues and outdoor art continuing to be vandalized and threatened with destruction, perhaps one of the most vulnerable pieces is the western red cedar totem pole carved by the late master carver Tony Hunt, who was considered by many to be one of the greatest artists from the Pacific Northwest. Does Chicago need to plan ahead to protect a world-famous art piece that's hidden in plain sight? Employees of the Clare, a posh senior residence at 55 East Pearson, often say the best part of working for the community is the residence. This sentiment has been truer than ever throughout the COVID-19 outbreak, which has affected the senior population at alarming rates. As COVID-19 descended upon the United States, the Clare implemented a number of changes to prevent the negative effects of the virus seen in so many retirement communities across the country. New restrictions were unveiled seemingly every day to keep residents out of harm's way, prompting employees to react quickly and adjust to tasks outside of their job descriptions. The Clare drivers sorted and delivered mail directly to residents' apartments. The dining team pivoted to all delivery service, Housekeeping took to religiously cleaning common areas and high touch points, and fitness classes and programming went virtual. In typical fashion, the Clare residents were quick to step up and acknowledge the extraordinary efforts of employees. The Clare Charitable Foundation, a resident-run organization with the mission of supporting, recognizing, and rewarding Clare employees, launched a one-time fundraising drive and the Clare agreed to match every dollar the foundation raised to financially reward employees. Over the course of two weeks, the Clare Charitable Foundation collected $108,000 from residents. With the Clare matching double this amount, employees were set to receive a substantial bonus based on hours worked from March 1st to May 31st. Numerous surveys show that many Americans live paycheck to paycheck, have little saved for retirement, and lack fundamental financial knowledge. Part of the problem, experts say, is that financial literacy has not been emphasized in American education. Only 21 states require high school students to take a personal finance class. If parents want their children to learn the value of money and how to avoid financial problems as adults, the education has to start at home. The mayor introduced an ordinance to city council to strengthen the regulatory oversight of the shared housing industry. Among other things, the new regulations aim to remove the ability for shared housing hosts to list units and accept reservations while their registration application is pending, prohibit the use of shared housing units for single-night reservations, enhance Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protection's enforcement authority around shared housing units being used for parties. There was no Pride Parade in Chicago this year, thanks to COVID-19. But that doesn't mean there wasn't a party in Boys Town. Social distancing be damned. Police took a hands-off approach with the hours-long pop-up festival, doing little more than block streets so people didn't get run over. Lincoln Park High School is reinstating two of three coaches who had been ousted earlier this year due to multiple allegations of serious misconduct involving the athletic program and the boys' basketball team during what they later called an unauthorized trip to Michigan. 
Brian Rosen, an uptown man facing murder charges for allegedly smothering his 25-year-old wife Isabel to death with a pillow because she was screaming during a schizophrenic episode, was himself found dead this weekend and apparent suicide. Rosen's defense attorney called Isabel Rosen's death a sudden and intense tragedy. He said both of the Rosens took medications for psychiatric conditions. They were married for three years and had no children. On the crime beat, Chicago police are conducting a death investigation after a 58-year-old Edgewater man was found dead with signs of trauma on his body wrapped in a bedsheet inside the refrigerator of his fifth-floor apartment at Hollywood Towers Condominium 5701 North Sheridan. The Cook County Medical Examiner has determined the victim had been strangled and appeared to have suffered bite wounds on his neck. Police are looking for a man who stabbed a stranger on the street June 27th around 9.20 p.m. on the 900 block of West Montrose after telling the 27-year-old victim, Welcome to Uptown. A career felon is charged with burglarizing a Rogers Park business. Just three months after the state released him early from prison for his seventh burglary conviction. Three people were attacked in a pair of violent robberies on the CTA's Red Line downtown. No arrests have been made. Groups of four or five teenage defenders dressed in black were involved in both the crimes, police said. Chicago police are investigating two armed carjackings that were reported in the Loop and Bucktown. Detectives have not linked the cases. A dispute between two groups of people outside a River North bar spiraled into a shooting, after which a 21-year-old male was charged with attempted murder and aggravated discharge of a firearm, and ordered held without bail. Chicago police are investigating two armed robberies of the same Lincoln Park convenience store at 2619 North Clark. The shop has been targeted by robbers at least five times since March, according to police records. A 25-year-old woman reported being sexually assaulted and robbed by a knife-wielding man around 4 a.m. near Lincoln Park Zoo. A North Carolina man admitted to throwing a brick through a display window and taking a belt, backpack, and shoes valued at over $1,700 from a magnificent mile boutique because people weren't giving him enough money while panhandling. Prosecutors charged Juan Sanchez, 37 of Logan Square, with felony aggravated criminal sexual assault, felony kidnapping, and aggravated robbery in conjunction with an attack on the 100 block of East Huron near the Magnificent Mile. He is also charged with three misdemeanor counts of public indecency for incidents involving female joggers and pedestrians. Chicago police reported that a man who was found unresponsive lying in the same spot for more than a day in Grant Park had been stabbed to death. The victim who frequented the Loop and River North neighborhoods was known locally and struggled with homelessness. Area 3 detectives are conducting a homicide investigation. A man is accused of raping a Tinder date while on bail for allegedly raping another Tinder date. It looks like a creative thief hid inside the Macy's store at Water Tower Place around closing time with the intention of getting locked inside. He succeeded. Then after the employees were gone, he helped himself to money from the retailer's cash drawers. Federal agents and prosecutors will begin reviewing criminal histories of scores of people who have been recently charged with gun crimes in Chicago. The case review is part of the Fed's recently announced Operation Legend program, 
that is bringing more than 100 federal agents to Chicago to combat violent crime. Federal authorities expect to find dozens of pending local cases that they can take over with minimal effort. The Chicago Department of Transportation is offering a chance for the non-bike riding public to sign up for Learn to Ride, a free bicycle riding class for adults taught by biking and safety experts who are trained through a cycling instructor program created by the League of American Bicyclists. In response to the need for PPE during the COVID-19 crisis, Tanya Polsky and other moms of students at Latin School at North Avenue and Clark started an effort to produce and donate masks to Chicago organizations. After a number of complaints from local residents about crowd and noise control, the city has revoked the business license for Concrete Cowboy at 646 North Franklin Street. Since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, Millions of Americans have lost their jobs. The virus is finally creating new jobs with the help of federal funding given to both the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois. The new jobs being created are for contact tracers. Chicago has allocated $56 million to this program, hiring 600 new tracers. The state is hiring another 4,000. This job requires only basic communication skills and a willingness to help people. Live entertainment, which has helped create our American culture, is now one of the hardest-hit industries during the pandemic. Indeed, the deep, late-night dive into a sweaty music club is truly a multi-generational rite of passage that always becomes cherished memories. We can only hope that, once this is over, our cultural offerings will still remain. Known since the 1980s as Boys Town, Will the Northside longtime center of Chicago's gay community soon become rechristened Queerville, LGBTQ Town, or maybe even Newtown as the neighborhood was once known? The clout-heavy North Halstead Business Alliance formed a committee to look into possible name changes. Devlin Camp, a local gay activist who identifies himself as being non-binary, said times have changed and that the neighborhood needs to be more welcoming to others ranging from lesbians, non-binary, transgender, and intersex people. A group of teenage kayakers did go missing off of a Rogers Park beach. The youths were later rescued by the U.S. Coast Guard four miles offshore. Police say that the teens launched two inflatable kayaks into Lake Michigan from Loyola Beach between 5 and 8 p.m. They were blown as far as seven miles out to sea in a storm and were found as they tried to row their way back to shore. It's a reminder of how quickly things can go bad on our big lake. Swimmers should also beware. It happens in a blink of an eye. Drowning doesn't look like drowning. There are only 12 seconds once the drowning process begins in fresh water before you submerge. Swim with a buddy and wear a life preserver when boating. During his 80-year lifetime, Northsider Ashad Baburian, also known as Mr. Ash, was a country western singer, magician, boxer, engineer, and more. Mr. Ash, who may be best known for his Ash Magic Shop in Lincoln Square, died from heart failure July 3rd at Swedish Covenant Hospital. City Hall will kick in $91,000 to help pay for the expansion of the Montrose Metric Community Gardens on the 4400 block of North Ravenswood in Lincoln Square. This is Reno Lovison, executive producer at ChicagoBroadcastingNetwork.com, reminding you to please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast to be informed when new Chicago-related content is added. 
Keep in mind that RenoWeb.net provides video production services and during the stay-at-home period has helped a number of clients by editing video they've produced themselves and creating other social media visual content. To learn more, visit RenoWeb.net. The Lakeshore Music Studio has been providing online piano lessons for all ages during the stay-at-home period and will continue to do so during the summer months and likely into the fall. For more information, visit lakeshoremusicstudio.com. Please get the facts about COVID-19 from a reliable source. And to be safe, simply wear a mask, keep a reasonable distance away from others, stay home as much as possible, and wash your hands frequently. Thank you to Inside Publications for allowing us to provide this summary of Chicago Neighborhood News extracted from the July 2020 issues of the Inside Booster News Star and Skyline Newspapers. Get the complete facts about each of the stories presented and more by picking up a free copy of Inside Booster, News Star, or the Skyline. Go to InsideOnline.com to find a distributor near you or subscribe to the newspaper's online edition. Hey, thanks to Steve Solomon for the use of Foster Avenue Beach as our theme song. That's okay.